Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is Point Another Podcast, and I'm your host, Johnny B. And with me, I got Rashad B. What's going on, Rashad? What's up? What's up, man? Hey, we at it again, brother. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Hey, I got a question for you, man. Somebody want to know, right, just to get to it. Somebody asked me the other day, would you commit a crime for your spouse or your child? Would I commit a crime for my spouse or my child? Yeah. What do you think about that? What type of crime? There's so many. There's so many types of crimes. So, well, let's we, dig it. Let's dig into it. What kind of crime would you commit, though? I mean, I mean, it could be fraud. That's a crime. That's a crime. Yeah. I mean, that's a crime. Stealing is a crime. I, I mean, so I'm assuming that person meant like death, like murder. I, that's what I'm thinking, right? So, like, I try to break it down. Like, if you say commit a crime, you're talking about am I assaulting somebody? You know what I'm saying? Because they assault my partner or they assault my child. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, am I pulling out a gun on you and threatening you for yeah. doing something crazy? Or am I actually killing somebody to protect somebody I love? So, I mean, it's all kinds of crime, but I think you just have to think about the context. So, like, what exactly am I doing? What kind of crime are we talking yeah. about? Yeah, that's, that's a, um, I mean, if, if needed, I'm, I mean, I'm going to kill my family. Say what? I said, if needed, I'm going to have to. I mean, the situation. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Got to kill for yours. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely got to kill for yours, man. I have no problem with that. I mean. No. Don't go uh, reporting that now. <laughs> <laughs> feds are listening. If you're listening, feds, we're just kidding around. We ain't going to do nothing. Hey, you, my last name is Barksdale. People always tell me they can't mess with me because Avon Barksdale, the wire. So, oh man, yo, took me a while to catch up to that show, but yeah. I finally watched it. I, I have swear. never watched it. Really? How could you never? Not? I don't, I probably, I saw someone mention about it the other day. Um, obviously, this is a good time to, to watch something, but uh, I just started watching, I believe it was the Money, Money Heist. Money Heist. Yeah, so I may get to the wire. I should get to the wire afterwards. So, yeah, I heard about the money heist thing. I don't know. I was thinking about it, and then I started reading more about it. And then a lot of people were saying, "Oh, he's overhyped. He's overrated. Ah, oh, fucking show is not good. It's a piece of shit." And I was like, "What? I thought it was like top ten on Netflix." Nah, it was. It's pretty good. I mean, I'm like four episodes in. Here's the the kicker, though. You gotta switch the um, the language because it's all in Spanish. All in Spanish, so you spit you switch the language to American, but the lips are kind of off. You could tell. Oh, uh, so that's the, that's the kicker. I don't know then. Well, I guess I can give it a shot, right? If I don't like that, then I can just let it talk in Spanish because I do understand Spanish a little bit. You know, yeah. what I'm saying like, you know, I understand one percent Spanish, so I think. I can <laughs> <get it. laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, it started in Spanish. I all right, I fast forwarded like ten episodes just to check to make sure. I was like, this isn't Spanish. I'm done. Yeah. I'm not watching yeah. yeah. But if you ever seen Narcos, though, you know you can actually, like, I just read through the, um, through the uh, subtitle when I watched Narcos Mexico or Narcos with uh, Colombia. That's all it was. It was just mostly in Spanish and just got to yeah. keep your eye on the screen. I started watching uh, that, too, but I, I couldn't really. It was kind of too slow for me. I don't know. What? That's a great the, show. Pablo. No, what you, Narcos Mexico? Yeah, Mexico's the second one. The original Narcos. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch with, uh, the first one. Yeah, that one's based in Colombia with uh, Pablo Escobar. Man, I don't mess with those and, Colombians. 
Hey man, I want to go to Medellin, brother. You watch that. Listen, so the thing about watching all the narco show is, at least for me, when I watch them, then I feel like I know how to be a drug dealer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that, though, too, because Blair, my wife Blair asked me, she like, what are you watching? She's like, why are you watching that? I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn, relax. Trying to, exactly. <laughs> trying, trying to build an empire here. We can make money. If I get this right, yeah. we can make money. But it's it's crazy, though, because I've watched shows like that all the time. Even, like, Ozark. That's, that's just one thing. I don't think I can, I can live. I can live, like, getting in that type of industry with drugs and money. Because you, I mean, talk about watching it back every single moment of the day, like, worrying about something. And right. you know, like in that the cartel, even like it, the mob, whatever it is, they'll kill anyone. They this loyalty is this loyalty. Like there's no second chances. They'll boom. I don't care. Right, right. Yeah. If you get in that industry, you just you walking in, but you're coming out in body bag. They're not letting you out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not letting you out. Yeah, that's just crazy, man. But I, I mean, it's the same thing when I watched the the wire. I remember after the show was over. Like, I started checking my phone for the cops to tap into it. <laughs> like, I started looking out the pay phone. There's no pay phone yeah. outside. <laughs> Big brother yeah. is always watching, man. Yeah, and I'm out there listening for, like, if somebody's whistling, I'm thinking, Omar coming. <laughs> Omar coming. I was losing my shit listening after I watched that show, man. I thought I lost my mind. Yeah, I'll th- I'm about to check that out. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, no, you should, man. It's a great show. I mean, it's old now, so you just got to get yeah. to... Uh, you just got to get through the uh, few seasons, the right? How many? Is it a few seasons? Is it two? Oh yeah, One? definitely. It's a lot. Maybe five. Oh wow. Yeah, it's de- I mean, it will definitely keep you uh keep you occupied. I okay. Mean, yeah, you definitely gonna be like, oh sure, this is good. I mean, you're not turning it off. That's the thing. Real good stuff. To learn about my people. Got to get on that. Got to get on that. It's your cousin right there, out there whistling. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Scaring folks off. You know, no, really. so hey, so I saw something today on uh, uh, someone uh, Newsweek, and I got the uh, this iPhone. Sometime I get this news uh, newsfeed, and it says some old lady adopted a straight dog, uh-huh. and uh, like a pit bull, and it was like a week later the dog mauled the lady and killed her. Damn. Right. So, that... I mean, I don't know how you like, how you die by a dog. I... No, no, not even how you die about a dog. How do you adopt a stray dog? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a stray dog. How she do you would... adopt a stray oh, dog? Yeah. She just brought right? it in. It was just walking in the street. She just brought street. it in. Yeah. I'm, just ready to, I'm ready to fight by all means necessary. It was um, my new job now. I I uh, went to a client's house, and it wasn't, a, uh, it wasn't like in a trailer park. And I'm walking, and the, the, the trail is in the back. I'm walking. All of a sudden, I hear these footsteps quick. Mm. I, tur- I turn around. This is this dog. It's a pit bull. Wagging his tail with barking. Like, 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 I'm ready to fight. Like, I'm I'm ready to poke his eyes. Like, I'm ready to go in. Like, but the dog, it kept wagging his tail and barking at me. And eventually, it ran off. And then right. they were like, yeah, it's just the... Um, it's such a neighborhood dog that kind of roams around. I'm like, that dog, somebody's going to shoot that dog. But um, 
the same thing happened to me in, in high school. I was walking up an alley, and out of nowhere, this pit bull came. Now, this pit bull wasn't wagging his tail. It was probably yeah. about, like, three feet away from me, just, like, growling like crazy. And I was I was scared as shit. I'm not even going to lie. I just stood there, and then they ended up running off. So, mm. dogs, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not – no dog is killing me. I'm going to find a way, any means necessary to get out of it. Yeah, see, that's the thing, though. So, like, I'm more afraid of uh, running to a dog, like a straight dog, like a people, a Rottweiler, than I am of a lion or a tiger. Uh, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Because if I'm stuck with a lion or a tiger, I know I have no chance. Yeah. Right? It's over. I'm done. I'm cooked. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not even running. I'm not fighting. I'm just going to lay there. And you just like, got to lay there. I'm just going to be there, like when you're in church and like, you know, you're in church and it's worship time and you just raise your hands up and you just say, Lord. Yeah. You know, I give myself to the, that's what I'm going to do. Just let the lion just have his way. That's got to be a terrible way to go out, man. That's got to be, I just, <laughs> What, you going to fight? Hey, maybe, maybe I may hit a nerve or something. I don't know. <laughs> lions don't got no nerves. They only got one thing, hunger. I don't know, man. But go ahead, they, finish. They're trying, to, they, they're trying to eat. Now, if I see a dog, I'm just going to be mad because I know I'm going to get messed up. I know I'm not dying by that dog. Yeah. But I just know I'm going to get messed up. So I'm going to be really scared of that. Because sometimes that pain is what really scares you. Yeah. Not, really the, not really the death. Because if you're facing death, you're not scared. Like, your, oh, whole yeah. feeling, your whole feeling is probably just gone. I'm not speaking from experience. Because I didn't die and come back or nothing. I'm just guessing. <laughs> that adrenaline, <laughs> man. Adrenaline. Uh, yeah, right? But if I run into a people, I'm just like, fuck. Yep. Like, I'm, we, I'm through we used to, as little kids uh, growing up, um, we used to sit at, we used to all stand at the half court at a, the basketball goal. So, like, in this community I lived in, we all would stand at the half court, and there was probably about a 12-foot fence on the end of the court. It was one kid in the neighborhood who had a pit bull. He would let go of the pit, pit bull, would be on the baseline, we'll be at half court, and the, the fence is on the other baseline. Mm. He would let go of the pit bull. We would all run, climb the fence, and climb over. That was a game we played. Crazy. Damn. As a kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not playing. I'm not playing with no people. No, no sir. <laughs> no sir. Like if I go outside right now, if I see a cat, I'm gonna be like, "All right, cat, do not come near me." All right. But the thing is, though, if I go in somebody's house and they got a cat, I'm cool with it because I know that cat is domesticated, is trained up, is cool. Because it's living yeah. with humans, right? Same thing with dogs. Like, if I go in your house and you got a dog, I'm cool with the dog. Because I know that dog is probably training and seeing folks all the time. But if I see him outside, I'm going to kick that thing if it comes in me. Like, <laughs> like I'm not playing. I'm kicking. I'm like, running. I'm shouting. I'm getting peak. Pete. <laughs> Pete, I'll be running with you, man. Hey, that's my that's my dog right there, man. <laughs> Shout out to Pete, man. Can't wait to have him on. They can tell me some more story about Andrew Luck. Uh, <laughs> and Mike, yeah, has. and Mike has all the good stuff that Pete knows, man. Shout out to Pete, man. All right, more questions for you, man. So, uh, what is the one thing you should never see at a wedding? One thing you should never see at a wedding? Say you should never say. Oh, say at a wedding. Damn, this is one thing you should never say at a wedding. Um, I'll go with uh, oh, like who, you know, like she, just to she, like. Go ahead. Maybe I'll get an example. <laughs> I'll go to, uh, yeah, that's my ex. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's one thing you should never say to no one. That's my ex. 
Oh, I got the, oh yeah, that's true. That, that's yeah. gonna that's gonna cause a lot of drama. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of problems in there. What do you think? Um, man. Um. Yeah, I mean, guess something similar to what you said. You know, you know, kind of like instead of I was my ex, like yeah, her and I used to hook up, or him and I used to hook up, or whatever. Not me as him, but like a girl saying that. Right. But um. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Don't say that because folks start throwing hands. Oh yeah. Oh, just it's they got you tell that to somebody at what and they you know everyone's drinking, somebody gonna say something. Right. It's that's drama waiting to happen. Right, and and you know like I understand the penny's real. And I I mean I've never heard of a guy doing this right crashing the wedding because you're salty that somebody you're dating or somebody you were dating is getting married. Yeah. Right. Because because a lot a lot of dudes will be dating somebody and then they still getting married and then the girlfriends out showed up to the wedding, crashed it, destroyed everything. But I never understood how you can be so selfish. And I get it that the girl's hurting, but that girl that's getting married, she got nothing to do with the dude. Oh yeah. So why are you crashing her dream? Like, like I never understood how women think that's okay. Women don't care, man. <laughs> just, care. Just, just mad. Just mad. Just I don't know how anyone yeah. can ever crash a wedding. Like I don't like you said, I don't care how salty you are. I mean, you watch you see in the movies and they be rooting, they be like, Go get your man, go get your man. They be crashing the wedding. I'm like Right, like I don't understand it. Just let it only, be. You know, just deal now, with that. The only later. wedding I'm crashing if I had, you know, if I had a thing for it, which I do, but I'm still not. That salty is J Lo's J Lo's wedding. Oh crap! Oh yeah, you still mad about that? That's all right. I just watched Hustler. That was a good show. Good movie. You seen that movie? Oh yeah. No, I haven't seen it. You know what it is? I'm guessing J Lo. No, but I'm guessing J Lo was in there, running around. I see a stripper in that movie. Oh, oh, (laughs) she a stripper. Yeah, I can only imagine. I can only imagine how you feel. So funny story about. J-Lo, in that, in that movie, because I started trying to watch it um, uh, about August of last year. And um, so I went to a CrossFit competition when I was competing. Ended up getting sick. I had like a 103 temperature. Come to find out, I had an abscess like on my ass. I had an abscess on my ass. If you don't know what that is, that's like Damn. a it's like a like an ingrown hair, I would guess, but it came to like like a big old pimple, whatever. It, it was the most right. pain I've ever been in my life by far. I had to get I had to get it surgically removed. All right, so Oof. you know I get to the hospital. They put they had to tap that ass. They put me <laughs> under. They put me under and everything, and. I wake up, you know, the nurse is like asking me all these questions and she asked me what my wife's name is, if she's here. And I'm like, yeah, she's here. She's in the lobby, I think. Um, what's your wife's mm-hmm. name? And I said, J-Lo. I said, <laughs> wow. So, so. Were you like on yeah, the yeah. influence? Or nah, you just I, was, shit? I just woke up from surgery. Yeah, I was yeah. like, J-Lo. And then, um, and then the, the nurse goes out into the waiting room and my wife happened to be the only one there. 
and I'm near like um, Mrs. Mrs. Barksdale's wife or whatever, and she they asked me. He goes, oh, um, he said he was, his wife's name was J Lo, and she started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, she's like, yeah, I've been dealing with this. <laughs> so, that is, it's crazy how, uh, I mean, that's J-Lo, what? She's 50, wow. 50 something years old, the way she looks? Yeah, she's, she's 50 and she's still fine yeah. as ever. I, uh, I saw a video, I think it was 2008 of Alex oh, Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw that too. That was a dream date. They were asking him about his, his dream date and he yep. said J-Lo. And then now, what, 12 years later, what, literally 10 years later, they got married. So, so dreams do come through, y'all. It's okay. Yeah, dream, there you go. Dreams there do you come go. true. Look, what, you know let me ask you this, though. As a, you got a, like a a dream date, a, a, a chick, a celebrity. You know how celebrities roll. They they all roll through one another. Like, do you even right. consider that? Like, if you get an opportunity, like, man, this, this girl has been with this amount of dudes that you know of and you know that dude has been with so many people that's one thing i don't like i don't know if i can ever if i was ever in that um industry like if i was a celebrity like a hip-hop artist or is i would say more actors and actresses date more to each other than anything but you know i agree you know who they all date and all everything they go through is like and you know and you all see each other so it's like, yeah, that was that was my girl, you know. Me and her hooked up, and then you looking at you, you looking, you see dudes looking at your wife, like, yeah, I tapped that. So it's crazy. <laughs> well, I think it's different for them though, because like their option is very limited, right? Their circle is so small. Because when you're at that level, you can't just date average Joe or a regular guy. And two, they can't just meet any CEO, right? That would be yeah. the next thing for them, right? Like, if you can't date another uh, artist or actress or whatever, then you have to go with, like, big businessmen. And most of those guys are taken, right? Or women are taken. Or you don't have access to them. Or you don't know who they are. They're actually yeah. single. And a, lot of, and a lot of successful people that are in the business world, they all usually marry mm-hmm. early, right? So they get that distraction out of the way so they can then focus on the business that they're doing. So I think it's just tough for them, which is probably why it's a lot easier. Uh, for them to just kind of like bounce around with each other. Like, you know, you see Ben Affleck be with this girl and that girl and then marry mm-hmm. that girl, have some kids with her and then marry another actress. You know, it's a small little world and I think they have to stay in it. Otherwise, it's a lot of money you're going to lose messing around with them um, for some broke-ass, broke-ass dude out here. You uh, you got all <laughs> that true. money. Because soon as, as soon as it's over, you, oh, they're taking they everything. everything. So you think, so you think they think more so a money aspect or opposed to like, hey, I... I mean, love is love. I mean, but you think? No, I just think it's I. I just think it's who you I just think who you see. I really do think it's like it's just the environment they are. Like they don't have access to regular yeah. dudes, and if they do, automatically you know that any regular dude wants to mm-hmm. be with them. So then you really not. So it's not real, yeah. right? It's that infatuation by a fan that wants to sleep that with this actress or actor. So I think for them, they got to go with somebody else that. You know, it's not about the money I have or we're both in the same limelight so we're running to each other. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, right now, like, you know, let uh, uh, Kerry Hilson, God bless her, whatever she is, love me some Kerry Hilson. Kerry Hilson? You know, listen, Kerry. Yeah, yeah. Miss Kerry, <laughs> baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kerry Hilson, absolutely. Kerry Hilson. Uh, if Kerry Hilson come up to me and be like, you know, let's go do this, let's go do that. 
to date an average Joe, I'm not an average Joe, but I'm saying to this man is like, you know, not a celebrity. They got to walk you through everything in their life, right? When they got to go to awards show, they got to teach oh, you yeah. how it goes. It's different. It's going to come along. Yeah, and I think it just it can be a hassle for them. Just deal with somebody that knows uh, knows the business, right? Knows how yeah. things go. So, I even had um, uh, an ex-teammate of mine when I was with the um, New York Giants, and, you know, he was on a practice call with me. If, you know, if you're familiar with football, you got your active roster and you get your practice squad. The practice squad doesn't play or anything like that. But, uh, you know, obviously you're still on the team. But he was um, dating and messing around with um, – uh, I forgot her name. Uh, she was on that group that P. Diddy put together back in the day. Danny – Three – was that? Three L-W? No, not three L-W. Uh, <laughs> Dan, Danny D. Kane, I think. Uh, oh, D. Yeah, Woods. D. Woods. Remember, it was a D. Woods, the black chick that was in it? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Because D. put it there too many bands, man. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 3LW. Did you know 3LW? You know the chick from 3LW was uh, Tasha from Power? Oh, for real? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know. First time I'm hearing it. I didn't even know. Yep. Wow, good for her. That's a that's a nice little jump she made. Then good for her. Mm-hmm. You know, all right, I got one more question for you, man. All right. So, what are the top three things on your bucket list? Top three things on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. That's some good questions, man. That's some good questions. Oh man. Um, in no particular order. I would uh-huh. I would say. Um, I would like to travel to Dubai. I would like to go to Dubai. That would okay. be that would be on there. Um, uh, I, I've just recently, for about I would say two or three, about two or three, maybe about two consistent years, have been doing CrossFit. So I would like to, you know, make the CrossFit Games by the age of forty. I'm oh, wow. thirty-five now, so. Um, big go. I mean, that's five year. I figure I give myself five year plan because they have different age brackets. But um, I would say, yeah. So you trying to get on? You get you trying to get on the forty year old yeah, bracket so you can not take advantage of everybody. I'm trying to be out there, the old folks, man. Hey, yeah. although I can, although I still, I'm competitive though, no matter what, and I still think I can compete with some of the best the young folks as, as soon as you know listen they had one event i went to the event last year the crossfit games last year and they had an event and i swear to i go to my grave and even my my friends from the crossfit gym they don't believe me but they had a sprint a, a sprint event it was just a race like a relay race like run down and back and through these bags i'm like listen i guarantee you i would be everyone i would come in first in this event this is what I did. This is what I did. I ran. You know, I, I wow. trained for the 40. But it was like a – I would say it was probably half of a soccer field, which is a good distance for a sprint down and back and then, like, you know, in and out of some bags, you know, and especially if you got – if you kept winning because they did three rounds. But, uh, yeah, so I would say Dubai, CrossFit Games, um, Ah, man, next one. Um, uh, I like to do some adventure, some adventure things. So I would say go skydiving. 
Skydiving. Uh, wow. May, may, me and my friends may actually try to do that sometime soon because um, just last November we did um, World's Toughest Mudder, which is 24 hours of just a five-mile course. Uh, just going through a whole bunch of obstacles, climbing walls, crawling through mud, you know, jumping. It was yeah, you know, I'm too I'm too pretty for all that, bro. I'm I'm too listen, pretty for it. I'm too pretty to get muddy. Listen, I I mean, I love my white people. I do. I do. Uh my wife's white. But when I did this, <laughs> when I when I was doing this, there wasn't too many black people out there. You know, right. and it, it's actually when I was I came through the finish line the first lap, because the first hour all you had to do was run. Like the many times as you can, because you want to accumulate as many miles as you can. Like five miles. Okay. So the first hour we just did one lap, which is five miles. Um, and I came through, and they had some MCs, two MCs. They were black, and they were like, "All right, brother, I see you out here representing for the people." You know, Word. I'm smiling. I'm like, "All right, everything's cool." Right. But then once right. we went back out, we went back out, and. For some apparent reason, I wasn't smart enough. I didn't put a wetsuit on because there was water obstacles. And this is in, it's in Atlanta, but it was still maybe like 40 degrees. So by the time we got back, by the time we did that second lap, the sun was down. And I was already like, mm. I was in water, like swimming in water that was freezing. My whole body, was, I was shaking uncontrollably. And mm. yeah, so I only did, <laughs> I went down to Atlanta we drove down there. I think I only did like three laps, which is 15 miles. Um, it was, I was telling myself, man, this is, this is fun, but this is the whitest stuff. The whitest thing I've ever done <laughs> in my life, man. Like <laughs> I'm out here, I'm out here swinging on ropes, jumping in water, cli- climbing man. through mud with barbed wire on top of me. And like they had, they even had a one thing where you get electrocuted. I'm like, yeah, this. How is that? How is that part of the game? I said, this is some white people stuff. Like I said, I love white. I love Man. my white folks, but there wasn't too many. <laughs> but they're crazy. Yeah, right? There wasn't too many of us out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like, no, nah, you know. But I, it was one of those things where it was I, fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun, and you're like, "Hey, I'll do it again." Like, oh, as as bad as it sucked, but you know, you do something that's like, yeah. "Man, like, why the hell am I doing this?" But once you're done, you're like. I think I I can see myself yeah, I can see myself doing that again. Yeah. So yeah. Well, the only white sport I want to do I want to go skiing. So I've been snowboarding yeah, my man. whole life, man. I got two snowboards yeah, at so my that, house. Yeah. So next time you come up, man, we gotta we gotta go out there. I gotta get this. I gotta get it in, man. I gotta get baptized doing that. Yeah. I'm just gonna let you know. Uh, I'm not snow- waiting for you though. I don't want. We if one of us gonna look bad, we we both can't look bad. So I don't want they, they want. I'm just, I'm just gonna get a trainer there. I'll get a trainer. I'll get a couple of laps in. I'll be like, I'm good. I got this. Watch me do me. And I'm gonna just start you, I'm gonna just start skiing and snowboarding and doing all my thing by myself. You know, you can't they they can't be like looking at us like, man, look at these two black folks over here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so at least <laughs> they're gonna be like, like, who invited them niggas? But it's it's funny though, because I learned by myself. Cause like you said, I went. I grew up. Um, you've been in the Hudson. It's it's really culturally diverse, but I had a lot of um, you know white friends. You know, 
we went snowboarding every Friday and Saturday, and they didn't have a time. Where'd you go? We went to Catamount. Uh, Catamount, Catamount, which is, it's up in, like, the, uh, Massachusetts. It's probably about 45 minutes of Hudson. It's a small, it's a small uh, mountain. Mm. But um, we went, and, you know, it's just like anytime you just go with your boys, no one's going to really sit there and teach you. You got to learn by yourself. I see. And that's how I learned. I just learned by myself, you know. Um, and then it ended up being better than probably about 80% of them. Wow. Yeah. All right. That's what's up, man. That's like watching tapes and then getting out there and making it happen in the field. Yeah, exactly. That got to watch and learn. But I'm not I'm not doing that. <laughs> if somebody's not, somebody's not holding my hands out there, I'm good. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just be broadcasting. You know, I'll be calling <laughs> play-by-play for y'all. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do, man. I'm not, uh-uh. I'm not getting involved. You know, but the one thing I want to do, though, I'll add to that, like the bucket list thing, I was thinking about it. The one thing I want to do, and I might do this when I go to Chicago, uh, once this coronavirus thing goes down, is I want to fly a plane. Yeah, you good. I'm good on that. You can have that. I want to fly one. I want to fly. And I think it will help me finally give it the last little bit of fear I had when I get on the plane. Knowing that if this pilot is tripping, I'm going to walk straight to the cockpit and I'm going to take over. So... That's one thing on my book, at least. I got to learn how to fly a plane. Because I'm going to buy a plane soon, right? Real soon. So I got to learn how to fly. So that's it. Hey, appreciate y'all listening to the point of the podcast. I'm your host, Johnny B. You've been listening to John and Rashad. I appreciate you guys. Let's keep it cracking, y'all.